back to episode 40 of the Counties of England podcast. In this week's episode, we will be covering the county home to the Potteries, the county home to the Burton Breweries, and the county with which a breed of dog is named after. This week, we will be covering the county of Staffordshire. Staffordshire is a county located in the West Midlands region of England. It is bordered by six counties, Shropshire to the west, Cheshire to the north, Derbyshire to the east, Warwickshire to the southeast, and the West Midlands and Worcestershire to the south. It has a population of 1,131,052, which puts it as the 17th largest county in terms of this statistic. In terms of area, it is the 18th largest county when ranked against the others. And finally, in terms of population density, Staffordshire houses 1,079 people per square mile, which puts it as the 24th largest when ranked against the others. Staffordshire is split into nine different districts. These are the city of Stoke-on-Trent, Newcastle-under-Lyme, Staffordshire-Moorlands, Stafford, East Staffordshire, South Staffordshire, Cannock Chase, Lichfield and Tamworth. The county town is Stafford, but the largest town is Stoke-on-Trent. The median salary in Staffordshire is £27,650, which puts it below the UK average of £31,500. The unemployment rate is 4.3%, which puts it below the unemployment below the UK average of 4.8%. And the average house price, according to Zoopla estimates, is £210,159, which puts it below the national average of around £330,000. Staffordshire is divided up into 12 different parliamentary constituencies. Every single one of these is represented by a Conservative MP, and the most famous MP of this bunch would be Gavin Williamson, who has been MP for South Staffordshire since May 2010, and has been Education Secretary since July 2019. He has also held the post of Defence Secretary before as well. One of the most famous things about Staffordshire is the Potteries. The six towns of Stoke-on-Trent, collectively referred to as the Potteries, were the centre of the British pottery industry in the 18th century, with over 300 potworks creating wares at the turn of the 19th century thanks in no part to the pioneering work of Josiah Wedgwood. One pottery to flourish was Burley, which today prides itself on being Britain's last continuously working Victorian pottery. Established in 1851 at the Central Pottery, Burslem by Messrs Hume and Booth, it has taken over a decade later, it was taken over over a decade, It was taken over a decade later by Frederick Rathbone Burgess and William Lee, hence the name Burley, who moved to the newly constructed Middleport Pottery site in 1888. Middleport was revolutionary for its time with efficient production processes and and improved working conditions. It was known locally as the Seven Oven Works due to its three biscuit and four glossed bottle ovens. Today just one oven remains and thanks to a nine million restoration project which was officially opened by the Prince of Wales in June, 
Visitors can now tour the factory to see how the delicate tableware is made. Production has never stopped at Middleport, and the Victorian techniques pioneered here are still in use, such as the painstaking tissue wrapping and printing process. And this clip, um, I think it's a news broadcast from when um, the Queen was still a princess, so before 1952 sometime. Uh, this clip will, it's like a TV broadcast of when she visited one of the potteries, so I found it quite interesting. I hope you do as well. To the potteries, that smoky North Staffordshire district, famed for its china and immortalised by Arnold Bennett, comes Princess Elizabeth on a two-day tour, part of her ever-increasing programme of visiting the nation's industries. Newcastle-under-Lyme is among her stopping places, but the highlight of her visit had come earlier at the potteries at Burslem, one of Bennett's five towns. Here the princess sees the working life of an industry that employs 48,000 people, 70% of them women. During her visit, the princess learns much of the potterer's peculiar trades, of fettlers who make edges smooth, of spout makers, cup and bowl makers, mold runners and plate makers, of an industry that supplies a record proportion of the world's porcelain and china, and today ranks among Britain's biggest exporters. Rivers run through the veins of Staffordshire, including the 185-mile River Trent, which features in the titles of places in Staffordshire, including Burton and Stoke. Smaller rivers in the area include the River Penk, which stretches for 22 miles beginning near, near Purton in South Staffordshire, and ends by joining the River So. The River So itself stretches 23 miles, while other smaller rivers like the River Churnet and the River Blythe can also be found in Staffordshire. Staffordshire is home to the centre point of British brewing, Burton-on-Trent. With so much brewing going on in the town, there is inevitably going to be a lot of byproducts generated as a result, with one of the more famous being yeast extract which if you hail from Burton, you'll know is used to create brown nectar. I think everyone or everyone who's had Marmite will probably know that. Um, and as the saying goes, you either love it or hate it with Marmite. And it was actually created by accident in 1902 when a German scientist started experimenting with um, brewer's yeast. It was soon turned into a spread and its cousin, its meteor cousin, Bovril, is also produced in Wellington Road at the Unilever site, first invented by John Lawson Johnston in the 1870s. It has been made in Burton now for more than 125 years. And at one time, Burton-upon-Trent produced one in four pints of beer sold in Britain. Now less so, but it's still um, seen as the capital of brewing. Uh, despite this, Burton is home to the National Brewery Museum, which opened in 2010. It sits above the National Forest and on the River Trent. Early signs of settlement in Burton date back to the Anglo-Saxon period. An Irish nun named Modwin rested in Burton on her way to Rome. During this time, Modwin built churches here, probably to convert the people to Christianity. 
1868, the number of working breweries in Burton-upon-Trent was 26. There are two reasons for Burton being the first choice for brewers. First, the water, due to the water's hardness and mineral content, which is formed on its journey through the Trent Valley. This is ideal for brewing pale ale. Second, transport. The River Trent connects a number of towns and cities in Britain, making it perfect for transporting beer. Also, works on the Trent and Mersey Canal in 1777 opened new markets for Burton's beers. No wonder William Bass opened his first brewery in the same year, eventually becoming the largest brewery in the world. The flag of Staffordshire was registered with the Flag Institute on the 28th of March 2016. The flag incorporates the Stafford knot in gold on the Stafford coat of arms. The symbol of the Stafford knot is unique to the county with a venerable tradition and a widespread usage. It is incorporated into the logo of the Staffordshire County Council Cricket Club and of Staffordshire Fire and Rescue Service amongst others. The colour scheme of gold on red is similarly included on many of the arms found in the county, such as the coat of arms of Keele University, as well as on the arms used by Staffordshire County Council. Fun facts about Staffordshire include The Staffordshire Bull Terrier is known for its stocky build, and ranging from small to medium-sized animals, they descend from 19th century dogfighting and rat-baiting pooches, they are now one of the country's most popular dogs and, of course, the breed was named after the county where it was developed. There are two cities in Staffordshire, Stoke and Lichfield. Stoke boasts a population of more than 250,000 and is best known for its potteries, as mentioned. Um, classic cathedral city, Lichfield, sits just 13 miles from Burton and at the most recent census had a population of around 32,000. Best known for its triple-spired medieval cathedral, Lichfield is also the birthplace of the historic English writer Samuel Johnson, who the city's hospital is named after. And Thomas Spencer, one of the two businessmen who founded um, national retailer Marks & Spencer, or M&S, is buried in Whittington, Whittingdon, Staffordshire, Originally a cashier in the 1880s, Spencer joined forces with Michael Marks to form the now household name at an investment cost of £300 each, which is, of course, a lot more in today's money. Despite being born in Skipton in Yorkshire, Spencer died in Whittingham in 1905 and was such buried there. And that just about wraps it up for this week's episode, and as ever, I really hope that you enjoyed it. Next week's episode will be on Suffolk, so stay tuned for that on the 9th of October. Have a good week until then, and I will talk to you again next Saturday.